It's time for episode 317 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast, where every tick mark is followed by a talk mark. I'm your host, Dan Morin, and I'm flying solo today, flying without a net. I've got three fantastic guests with me to help me out, though. To my immediate left, it's a senior editor at iMore and a person of such long credentials, I don't have time to list nearly all of them, uh, but I'm just going to pick out two-time Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion because that one is so awesome. <laughs> it's Georgia Dow. Welcome back, Georgia. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Glad to have you. Seated directly across from me is the host of podcasts uh, such as Friends in Your Ears and Robot Unicorn FM. Uh, and she's uh, the amazing business unicorn. It's Kathy Campbell. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Dan. I will be the wind beneath your wings. Thank you. As you fly solo. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and to my right, it's a uh, a game guru and developer, a punk existentialist coder. It's Shahid Kamal Ahmad. Welcome back, Shahid. Thank you. I'm delighted to have all of you here today. I'm going to kick things off with our first topic. Rumors of Apple augmented reality glasses are back in the news. There's a lot of questions about these. We have very little information, but that's never stopped us from wildly speculating before. So my question for you folks is, what is a way that you could see yourself using a device of this kind? Georgia? I'm I'm all in with VR, so I'm already ready for AR and waiting for it. If it does almost anything, I will probably try it out because that's the way that I roll. So I can completely see me wearing these glasses and trying to get different information about where am I going because I always get lost. Um, what am I looking at? Where should I be dealing with things? And odds are, with the way that Apple Maps goes, um, you know, it'll probably not be correct, and I won't care. I'm sorry. I'm just a fangirl. <laughs> I uh, am going to be on the exact opposite of that scale. Mm. Um, I would probably like try them out, try out a friend's or something, but I really don't see what I could use them for. Granted, like I'm sure I could find a reason if some of them happen to show up in my house, uh, but I don't know if I would actually go out and purchase it. I don't drive a whole lot. And when I do the little taps on my watch are perfectly fine. Um, but again, I'd have to, you know, watch those fantastic commercials that Apple puts out to tell me what I would use them for. I think I'd probably use them for two things. I, I would use them to augment my reticular activating system. If there are things I find interesting in my life, let's say I use a second brain program like Evernote or Notion or what have you, and I maintain some kind of structured data on the kind of things I'm currently interested in or perhaps my projects or whatever, then perhaps some API could pull that information out and stream it to my glasses via presumably the iPhone 12 or whatever it's going to be. And then I would only have my attention drawn to those things that pertain directly to the things I currently have some interest in that I might otherwise miss. So a bit like Amazon's, you might also like to buy this, <laughs> you know, but for life and projects and things that you're really interested in, 
And it could vary depending on context. I think that would be quite interesting. The other way I would use them is not to augment my reality, but to diminish my reality. You know, I've already, I've already got too many distractions <laughs> in my life. You know, I don't want notifications popping up on my eyeballs and I don't want to be distracted. So sometimes what I'd like is for the thing to kind of fade out everything except what I'm currently focused on. Mm. So that, I, I think that, that could be quite cool, uh, but it would probably need to be a completely wraparound set of glasses combined with some noise-modifying headphones. Not noise-cancelling. It would take out the noises I dislike and dispel them from my <laughs> life. I like that a lot. It's like those uh, distraction-free modes that you get in some word processors. I, I think that's, that's a cool idea, one I hadn't considered. I, I think my... But for life. Yeah. My first... Uh, inclination is probably something like what Georgia was describing. I think location-based data, especially when I'm traveling um, places I haven't been before, and both just as a tourist or as just someone trying to get around like an unfamiliar city, I think it would be amazing to have that kind of heads-up display that tells me like, oh, the subway you want is right over here. Or, hey, this is a historic landmark, and here's some information about it if you want to know more. I I think that is a cool idea and it does seem like a way of really augmenting our reality uh, as well as making sure that you don't get terribly lost um but i also think you know cases where you just need a second display for things that could be very handy or there's stuff that you want to be able to refer to um while you're working on a particular project think kind of in shahid's like the the vein of what he was discussing in terms of like surfacing stuff that's related to a project is a really nifty idea as well and of course then just like a twitter feed scrolling but no i'm kidding there should be no twitter on these (laughs) at all (laughs) terrible uh i appreciate all of your thoughts on that let us go to our second topic today which which comes from Georgia. So my question is, um, are you disturbed by uh, how strongly autocratic governments are in bed with our largest tech companies? Happy? So those were a lot of words and especially spoiler alert. Uh, this is a very last minute thing. So I had to zoom over and read the articles that I'm guessing will be linked in the show notes, but if not, um, maybe the, yeah. Anyways, um, I am horrified uh specifically the first link in the notes um about tim cook is accepted a board position at a chinese business school um and this is i really have no words other than how scared i am um for what this means in the future and uh would probably need a lot more than three minutes to really wrap words around my feelings right now. I, I have to be really careful what I say here. Because they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I could just end it there, but that would be unfair. Look, I, 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 I've been aware of this problem for a long time, and I've lived uh, under the premise that everything that I say and do is monitored. Um, if, if you have any kind of religious faith, you think that anyway. However, though I do have a religious faith, you're assuming that the hypersentient being that's monitoring you is, is infinitely just and infinitely fair. And so my problem with governments linking up with large tech companies is that they know more about me than I know about myself. They retain more information about me than I do about myself. However, I cannot trust them to be just or to interpret my life 
the way I would hope it would be interpreted. And I'm not just talking about Wikipedia links to press articles. I'm talking about being able to extrapolate an image or a profile of me that is not in keeping with my true identity, the way my friends know me, the way my family knows me, and so on. So, yeah, it's it's incredibly scary. Uh, I I kind of, I've accepted it because what can you do to stop it, really? Our um, evolution has been outpaced by our technology and we just can't keep up. But it is incredibly scary and there have got to be some kind of limits to this. Otherwise, as soon as AI comes in, deep learning and so on, we're in trouble. Yeah, uh, I would argue we're already in trouble. And I think... It's not certainly not a good look. And accepting that board position, while it may have been innocuous in other circumstances against the background of the things that Apple is currently dealing with, it certainly doesn't look great. Uh, Apple obviously has had trouble with they removed a, uh, an, a mapping app um, from the Chinese store that people in Hong Kong were using um, to organize protests and avoid police, etc. Uh, and then gave a sort of disingenuous answer about why they removed it. Obviously, China is not only a big market for Apple, but it's also a place where they do a lot of their manufacturing. So they've tied themselves kind of unfortunately um, to China in a very large way. And that is unsettling, especially when it means the influence of the government bleeds over into policy decisions either you know directly or indirectly in terms of them making decisions they don't want to anger uh, the government. I think moreover there's disturbing places in in governments uh, links with governments that may not be uh, overtly totalitarian but certainly have challenges and I would throw our own government in the United States into that mix. Uh there's a lot of uh, worrying ways in which the government seems poised to turn a blind eye to a lot of what tech companies are doing. Uh, and I think that's a very real risk. And we should be looking at China as an example of things to avoid uh, rather than a way to pattern ourselves after them. So, yeah, I, I think this is very worrying. Uh, like Shai had said, I think that's you know, there's a problem with like, what do you do about this other than try and if you are in a place where you can voice your opinion about these things, make that opinion known and exert pressure. But a lot of the people obviously uh, in this position aren't so fortunate as to be able to do that. So, yeah, it's very worrying. And I, you know, it's one of those things we all have to do what we can about. But our our options may be limited. Georgia, any yeah. last things you want to add there? Yeah, like, do I do? Does the fact that an autocratic regime have like this strong grip on technology and medical reparations bother me? Um, yeah, the technology that our society relies, well, actually depends on in order to function. Yeah, why would that bother me? Hmm. <laughs> um, do Do you really wonder what the price of our democratic values and freedom of speech might be sold for, and like that the uh, highest bidder uh, or what the market share values of that is? Um, you know, I just think, you know, oh, wait, just shh, shh, little child, go back to sleep. Don't don't look and try to find out what that thin veil that hides the magic of Oz is. You know, it's just a bad dream. It'll all probably be better tomorrow. Oh, I have a new Twitter follower. All is good. <laughs> Well, on that sobering note, it is two topics down and two topics left to go here in Clockwise, which of course means it's halftime. And this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud, and you can get it running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distribution, resources, and node location. Doesn't matter if you're working on your first server or deploying a complex system full of servers, Linode are the folks to go to. 
They offer the fastest hardware network with outstanding customer support. If you ever need help, it's super easy to launch a Linode cloud server. And I can say that with some authority because I've done it. And their block storage is available in New York, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, and Singapore, and is soon to be released in Tokyo. Version 4 of Linode's RESTful API is out of beta and includes an officially supported Python command line interface. And right now, Linode is hiring. If you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, just go to linode.com slash careers. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at a gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans that start at 16 gigabytes of RAM. Plus, Linode has a special offer for you as a listener of this show. You can go to linode.com slash clockwise and use promo code clockwise2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you've got absolutely nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash clockwise and promo code clockwise2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, halftime is over. Kathy, what do you have for us? Do you use wired headphones regularly or have you gone all in on wireless listening? It depends on the context. Right now I'm on wired because naturally I want the best sound quality possible. I want there to be no lag. Um, but the cable keeps snagging. It's one of those coily, twisted cables. So I've got to be careful, otherwise it'll snag on my mouse, it'll snag on my microphone stand and so on. But everywhere else in my life, I've gone completely all in with wireless, which is not without its difficulties, I have to say. I started with AirPods, which I loved so much, I gave them to my wife. That's love, right? <laughs> um, and I, after a few weeks, I thought, you know what, life isn't the same. So I got myself a pair of wireless headphones, but I went for the Sonys, the noise-canceling earbuds. And there are some issues, you know, sometimes you get slight phasing issues between each of the headphones. They haven't nailed that. Uh, sometimes you get Bluetooth dropout. They haven't nailed that. It made me realize just what an amazing job Apple have done with their AirPods because they always worked. I mean, OK, the sound quality was not immense. You know, it was all right, but they worked incredibly well. They had no right to work as well as they did. And it makes me appreciate them even more for that. And I've also got a pair of um, B&W PX wireless headphones, which I love to bits. And they're great for listening to high-def music streams. So I would like to go wireless, but problem is podcasting. Um, and also I like to make music and I want no lag. And at the moment, even with stuff like AirPods that use the, is it the W2 chip now? I think it's the H1 now. H1, yeah. H2, W1, W2, God knows. <laughs> One of their fancy, super-duper techno-chippy things, right? <laughs> Says a technologist. Um, it, it's, it's great, but it's still not lag-free. And I think it's going to be a while before it is. And until it is, there will still be a place in my life for Wired. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a similar position. I'm on a wired pair of good old-fashioned Sony monitors right now, um, which, like like Shahid's, they have the curly cord that I, I play with a lot while I'm podcasting. But yeah, you need that no-latency setup. Uh, I have a little bit of a headphone problem? Uh, opportunity? <laughs> I don't know. I And I, I don't care that much about sound quality, but like I think I'm just trying to find like good sets of headphones, and as a result, I have like half a dozen for different things. Like I've got headphones I take to the gym. I've got headphones I use when I'm like walking around. I've got a pair of uh, Bose noise-canceling headphones that I wear when I travel. 
Um, I've got a pair of earbuds that sit next to my bed because sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I need like to listen to something. Uh, so all of those things, you know, combine to like different headphones for different needs. And most of them are wireless, the exceptions being for podcasting and that set that I keep by my, on my nightstand is actually a, a set of wired earbuds plugged into a, like a Bluetooth, um, transceiver essentially. Uh, so that way I don't accidentally strangle myself in my sleep. Um, and yeah, I, so I haven't found like the, the perfect pair of headphones for me for all uses. And unfortunately, AirPods are not necessarily ideal for just my ears. Um, but yeah, I'd love to go more wireless. I, I do cast envious looks at people with AirPods just because they do seem so cool, like technologically in terms of how well they are, they work and are integrated. I'm just sad that they don't really work for me. So yeah, aspiring to go all in on wireless, but held back by the limitations of all the things I need to do. Georgia. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of held back as well, but I'm usually held back by whatever um, earbuds are closest to me at the moment because I always lose um, my uh, wireless AirPods or anything else. I'm constantly losing them. So I carry uh, wired headphones in my purse and because they're the ones that I know where they are, they're the ones I'm usually using. I'm actually using two pairs right now. It's sad. Um, I, so I want to go all in. I really am excited by the possibility of getting the next AirPods, which will be noise canceling, look a little bit stubbier, hopefully have better sound quality, perhaps charge for longer. Uh, but I'm still stuck usually using wireless, wired, just because they're there, they work. I don't have to worry about them connecting, not connecting, pairing, not pairing. What did I do with Bluetooth? Why is it not on? That I find frustrating. And so those trusty, you know, wired con connectors, I have it on my phone, though my phone might die. And then I'm frustrated because I cannot charge my phone and use uh, my wireless, my wired um, headbuds at the same time. So um, I'm kind of stuck with that. They may make my ears ache, but I still use them. So the cycle of abuse continues. <laughs> uh, I too use wired headphones when podcasting, of course. Mine are the Brookstone cat ear headphones that light up and have speakers Ooh. on the ears uh, with an attached mm. unicorn horn because, <gasps> of yeah. course. No, this is, I need these. Can you see the link, please? Because I need absolutely, these. Absolutely. They're amazing. Um, they're over ear. Uh, I can't really do noise canceling very well. I get. Um, loopy uh but it's great um but when i'm out and about um which i very rarely will be somewhere that i need to have headphones on so like if i'm walking the dog or whatever i'll just have it whatever i'm listening to on the speaker on my phone like an animal um but <laughs> i have airpods um i have both versions of the airpods uh the old versions live in my house and so if i have to take a call while i'm doing dinner or whatever i listen to those and then my uh newer versions of the airpods uh live in a fancy keychain holder that is attached to my keys and that's what i take to the gym um but other than that i really don't have anything i've used i've tried to use wireless headphones in the past and having to like constantly remember to keep them charged or try and figure out where the turn on button is they were just so frustrating that i just never used them and so the ease of use for the airpods really has just blown it out of the water and it makes me very happy 
Excellent. All right. That is three topics down. We've got one more topic. This one comes from Shahid. So Instagram have banned cosmetic surgery filters. And my question is, is it too late? Is a genie out of the bottle? Can we ever put it back in? Do we want to put it back in? Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, this is the problem with technology, right? I think you're, the genie being out of the bottle is the perfect example. Uh, it, it's really hard to disinvent, if not impossible, disinvent a technology once it's gone out there. My hope is that Instagram uh, getting rid of this is, you know, helps get rid of the biggest opportunity for people to actually experience or use one of these filters. Um, because I do think that it's a little worrying in terms of the image that not I mean, both literally and like metaphorically the image that it presents <laughs> or that people are exposed to in terms of like how they feel like they should look or, or that. And I think especially because so many Instagram users are, are teenagers, um, especially vulnerable to these kinds of influences. It's, it's a tough line to walk because on the one hand you want to be uh, careful about restricting access to things um, because there is a slippery slope there that leads to just restricting things for arbitrary reasons. But at the same time, you want to really look out for uh, the health of people, uh, including their mental health. And I think this is a, this is potentially a big part of it. So my, my feeling is I'm glad that it is a big venue that is taking that step. But I think the people who are, for whatever reason, want to use that technology will eventually find it through some other venue. Uh, and sometimes the more that you outlaw these things, the more attractive they become to people who, who want to track them down and use them. So uh, there are a number of things in, in society that we're dealing with right now that are kind of in a similar position. I think of all that deep fake technology, for example, being used out there. Um, trying to restrict and legislate it is is often uh, a, a a noble goal in some ways because it can be used for so many destructive things but at the same time uh it's it is a difficult proposition and it's something that does potentially lead to a uh, a worrying decision about like how much of the stuff can we restrict and who gets to make those decisions georgia yeah there is nothing wrong with your pores you can see pores they're fine you don't have to filter them out but I agree with you, Dan. I think that it has already happened. People are very addicted to them. And though I love that Instagram has tried to curb the use of people having to alter their bodies because um, flaws are actually a feature. They're a nice thing. You do not have to change it. There's all right. It's all right if you have a muffin top. Don't worry. Own it with pride. Uh, we can all be different. And definitely Instagram and social media in general does have an effect on our own feelings of self-esteem, of not being good enough, of needing to, you know, fill out your cheeks and puff out your lips and that there's something wrong with us just being the way that we are ourselves. And I think that that trend, unfortunately, is going to continue. I think that you're right that people will find the filters somewhere else and then still use them. But at least uh, for those of us that are more lazy by nature, that is a benefit. And hopefully other large social media will take a step in the right direction and let us know that it's okay for us to just be ourselves and um, perfect is impossible and we shouldn't even try. Just be yourself and as quirky and as different as you want to be without worry of having to live up to this, um, this thing that is unattainable and we shouldn't even have to try. I agree, Georgia. However you are, you are perfect. Um, that's how 
you should, and it's hard, especially as children, um, to figure out what you, who you are and what you're comfortable with. And, and that doesn't mean you can't grow and, um, learn new things about yourself or whatever, but that's not this conversation. This conversation is about the Instagram filters, which it's my understanding that the filters they're banning are ones that are overtly cosmetic surgery. It's the ones that have the little like drawn lines for the surgery or the really, really extreme like cheeks, lips type of a thing. Um, it doesn't seem to be banning the filters like Facetune that just kind of soften pores and maybe like add lashes or makeup or that sort of thing. So it's kind of um, the extreme versions and options that are here, but not really like the really subtle ones that really are affecting uh, society and how we feel about ourselves. My daughter is 10 and I'm trying to be very aware of not restricting what she sees because it's going to be out there, but it, trying to help her through this process of how to take things with a grain of salt and how to make adjustments and choose things on purpose. Like, yes, it's okay to use the puppy dog filter and stuff, but maybe don't always use the beauty filters. And so it's, it's difficult. It's going to be a journey and it will be very interesting to see where we're at in the next five, 10 years. This is so difficult. It's so difficult. What do you do? I mean, it's, you know, like atomic energy, you can't uninvent that. And it has benefits, obviously. But what people don't necessarily always see with technology are the pitfalls. And we've got to that stage in our development as a species that we're often rushing to turn a technology into a product before we fully understood the consequences on humanity. And that pace of not testing stuff before it's released to people is only going to increase. And it's frightening, but we're going to have to come up with newer solutions to these problems because I think, all right, so we, we acknowledge there are some terrible bad sides, some terrible downsides to this. And as a male, I don't have to, um, I, I'm not subject to the same pressures that females are, which I think is preposterous. You know, um, when when I used to go to an office, I don't anymore. You should see me now. My God, or perhaps not. That that would not be a good thing. Uh, but when I had to go to an office, I didn't really have to do much at all. I mean, if I didn't want to shave, I didn't have to shave. Um, and the pressure that, that my um, female colleagues were under was just insane. Um, so so my, my biggest problem with this really is more about the pressure that we put on females. To conform to certain identity. Yes, it's affecting males too, but much, much less. You know, let's not lose sight of the bigger picture. But the other thing is just that we shouldn't be using old methods like censorship, for example, to deal with new problems. Because I think that's just like shooting holes in your boat to try and fix a leak. And eventually it will come back and bite us. And we're going to end up with something way more authoritarian and totalitarian than we'd really like and that kind of takes us back to the first topic mm -hmm. indeed all right well that is four topics down 
Uh, We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we do that, I'd like to tell you about our other sponsor today. This episode is brought to you by Flatiron School. Fall is in the air, and kids aren't the only one going back to school. At Flatiron School, students are parents, musicians, travelers, and working professionals from all walks of life. Learn software engineering, UX, UI design, or data science at Flatiron School in just 15 weeks and launch a new career with one-on-one support from their dedicated career coaches. Flatiron School stands behind their students with a money-back guarantee. Complete details are at flatironschool.com slash terms. Flatiron School's committed instructors have both industry and teaching experience and are backed by the master teachers and learning experience designers to ensure you get the best possible support, whether you choose to learn on campus or online. This fall, pursue your passion and discover your potential and go back to school with us. Get a head start with the free bootcamp prep course at flatironschool.com slash clockwise. See you in class. Our thanks to Flatiron School for their support of this show. All right, the bonus topic this week. What is your go-to takeout place? Kathy, we'll start with you. Oh, I have two. Um, I, I love my local Thai place and I love my local Mexican place. Both of them deliver, have amazing food. It's big enough portions for multiple meals and it's just ugh, divine. But there's this peri-peri chicken place six <laughs> miles from where we live and it is the chicken equivalent of a fortnight loot box. <laughs> I cannot stop myself. That, that sounds rough. Um, yeah, mine is a uh, Thai place that's right around the corner called Lemon Thai. They have delicious pad CU. I love it. All right, that is the end of today's show. All that remains is to thank our fantastic guest this week. George Dow, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so much fun. Kathy Campbell, thank you so much for a last minute fill-in. Thank you for having me, Dan. It's always a pleasure. And Shahid Kamal Ahmad, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. And thanks to all of you out there for listening. We will be back next week. But until then, remember, watch what you say and keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.